We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of a pack a day podcast wherever you may be and however you may be listening Thank you so much for making us part of your day. It is great to be back with you on yet another Thursday and you know It's uh, it's nice to have some actual Packers news uh, to talk about today and um, we'll, we're, I'm going to get into that in just a minute here. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host for today. We have a very special episode uh, for all of you listeners today. And uh, quickly before we get into that, some real quick Packers news. Um, first and second round draft picks, Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, both have officially signed contracts as of yesterday. Um, I will be honest, I don't know much of the details of their contracts, other than I did see, I believe, Jordan Love signed a fully guaranteed contract. Uh, so take that for what it, what it will be. Um, I think part of what that might mean is that we're going to be seeing him sometime before that contract expires. Uh, and the other thing that I saw that... Um, I'm sure most of you by this point know the Packers will be doing all of their um, training camp. Everything leading up to the season will all be done at the Packers facility. There will be no St. Norbert's College this year due to the coronavirus. So a little bit of a break in tradition. It also raises an interesting question. I haven't seen anything, so please, if you have, 
let us know. Uh, but I haven't seen anything if they're going to do, because of the virus, if they're going to be able to do the, the biking. Um, Jacob, Maggie, I'll bring you in real quick. Have you guys seen anything about that? Um, I feel like it's not going to happen. Yeah, I have, I have a similar feeling that it's uh, not going to happen, but um, something to keep an eye out for, but uh, could just be one of those years. I'm sure it'll be brought back as soon as they possibly can if it doesn't happen this year. It's a great tradition um, in Green Bay, and that actually kind of fits into <laughs> what we're going to talk about today. So um, as most of you know, I no longer have my Twitter, uh, and so... Maggie and Jacob are now responsible for putting certain things out like this on Twitter. So we asked you, the listeners, um, as I am to understand that Jacob basically said, hey, you want to host a show with us? Give us your topics. And so we have today with us Shells. And Shells, I got to ask real quick, um, if you feel comfortable, are you, you're a Packer fan. Do you live in Wisconsin? No, I, I live in Minnesota. Okay, well, so, yeah. well, I, I grew up in Minnesota, so even though I live in Wisconsin, I, I feel being a Packers fan in Minnesota, it can be difficult. So, Shells gave yes. us uh, what her topic was, is what it means to carry our G, meaning the green and gold, the symbol, the G. I might be a little over the top with my fandom, but I have so much pride in our organization that it's an honor to wear the green and gold for everyone to see. I love hearing a go pack go being yelled across a busy Minnesota parking lot and being someone that grew up in Minnesota. I 110% concur with that. Uh, so shells, welcome to the pack a day podcast. Thank you for taking some time to join us. And, um, we'll just start with you then. So you, you obviously described your fandom, what it means to carry the G. So just kind of explain, I guess, maybe um, a little bit. So if you live in Minnesota, I don't know if you grew up there. How did you become a Packer fan? And what does it mean sure. beyond that to be a Packer fan for you today? Yeah, so uh, I grew up in the military. So my uh, dad served. And um, I think that's where showing, uh, carrying the G and showing my pride started was living in Germany. And being able to hear a go pack go in an airport or somebody seeing you wearing that from all the way over there was just amazing. I felt like the most special girl in the world that somebody else liked the Packers, you know. Um, and then uh, I think it was eighth or ninth grade, something like that. We moved back to Wisconsin. My parents are from Turtle Lake over on Highway 8 there. And uh, yeah, and so I just live in, you know, a whole mile into Minnesota and Wisconsin, you know, from Wisconsin. So it's not too far. Um <laughs> But yeah, so um, I've been a fan for a long time. And uh, when Rogers said that about you don't have to buy into it, but they want the younger players to know that they're carrying the G, you know, on and off the field. Like I really, I, I felt that because um, they just, these guys mean everything to me, you know, and I have a lot of pride, especially hearing Minneapolis news of, you know, players getting in trouble up there, DWIs, this and that. You don't hear that from our boys. Or I like to think we don't hear anything too bad. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I guess that's part of my carrying the G. I, I have uh, a Packers closet, so I, like I said, I might be a little over the top. I might have a little too much Packers clothing, but I wear it with a lot of pride every time I leave the house. 
I think if you so as you the listeners cannot see, which uh, shells can see, uh, looking behind at uh, Jacob and Maggie there, um, I can tell that. I, well, I I know for a fact with Jacob that uh, I don't think he believes in such a thing as too much Packer gear or Packer <laughs> fandom. Um, but you know, so you can see Maggie's got the framed B.J. Raji's jersey. Uh, Jacob has the framed Rogers jersey several pictures um anything like that in in your home oh heavens to betsy's you have no idea how bad this place is <laughs> just so you know you're on an iphone with a packer's back in a packer's phone holder um oh, I, I don't even know where to begin showing you guys it won't be won't be too bad uh this is one of my favorite pictures i put some lights inside of it can you guys see? Yeah, and for the listener yeah. here, this is, she has a framed photo, and this is fantastic, of Aaron Jones <laughs> from this past season. Uh, was that his, Jacob, you're going to have to, Jacob, Maggie, and maybe even Shells, was that his third or fourth touchdown run of the day? I think it day? was his third, but it's famous because he was waving goodbye to the defender yeah. chasing him. Yep, so, so, the, so that's a great photo. I am a huge Aaron Jones fan, so mm -hmm. I can very much respect that. And what looks like this is something Maggie's going to like here. Is that, uh, is that a, an autographed Jamal Williams? You bet your butt. <laughs> and we can even go up a little higher. Can you guys see that? That Alan looks Lazard like Aaron Lazard's game-tying touchdown and, in Detroit. And, he signed – no, that's it, at Lambeau. He oh. signed that um, – uh, if you can see really close. Yeah. Yeah. He signed it on the black part of the sleeve. Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that was that Detroit game where they all thought we were going to lose, and I was screaming in the stands like, no way. <laughs> oh, color rush they, night. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Uh, well – I was at the game. I can't. I, yeah. Now I'm nervous, you guys. But here's my last <laughs> okay. picture I'll show you. And it, this is literally just my. Uh, I'll take that back. I'll show you one more thing. Cause that's yeah. Not <laughs> and then because I'm silly, but I don't have any friends to be around because I'm quarantined and stuff. This guy's up here smiling and saying, you're doing good, Shelly. Oh, the mullet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what year is that? So that's Aaron Rodgers with the full-on mullet. And do you know 2005. what? 2005. 2000. So was that his rookie season? Either that or it was his second year. But I remember I used to have a picture of him wearing a skull cap with that mop coming out yeah. under it. And yeah, it's I the don't best. Know, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, so quite a few uh, Packers memorabilia around your house. So, well, that brings us, and then we've got. Oh, we've got. All right, so I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna call it as it is. That's that's Eddie Lacy there on it, printed on a T-shirt. It looks like, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so that's my living room. There you go. There you go. So quite a few things, as you can tell. Um, all I have behind me is a. Nothing. So we'll just we'll oh, move good, on good. from that. So Jacob. Oh no 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 no! Who me. is it, Nick? That Who that is, is that is a Florida Gators Tim Tebow photo. I, I I'm a Tim Tebow fan. I understand that not a lot of people are. I get it. Uh, I just really like Tim Tebow. So uh, yeah. we'll move on from that though. Because uh, I'm, like sure, I'm Nick, sure Jacob's got a, a lot question. of things to say. Yes, Jacob. Yeah. Do you like Tim Tebow as much as Tim Tebow likes being famous? Uh, probably not. <laughs> at least we got that on the on the record thank you so um but all right so jacob maggie bring you into the conversation jacob you had mentioned something that's really unique about packer fans um mm -hmm. 
and I, I, I find this to be very true, is that it's not just necessarily Packer fans, but it feels like Packers family. Um, I grew up pack the my Packer fandom was handed down to me by my dad. I grew up watching games with him, and that came from his dad. And I know that there are so many Packer fans out there that have similar scenarios of something like that. And even like it's, and I think it might have something to do with the fact that, you know, it's the smallest market in the NFL by a long shot. Buffalo's the next smallest, and it's not. I it's I think at least double the size, if not more, than Green Bay. And so I think some of it's that you know home, small town feeling that you have. But it really is like Maggie. I know Maggie, Jacob. You both have been to games, and it doesn't feel like when you're sitting next to other Packer fans that they're just other people that cheer for the same team. They're you know, you may not know them, but it feels like it's its not maybe necessarily quite full-on friendship, but it's also not full-on, hey, you're a stranger that just happens to be cheering for the same team that I am. So, uh, Maggie, just talk a little bit about that in, in your experience of what it's like being a Packer fan for you. Yeah, so I think, like, growing up in Wisconsin, there's very much a rooted interest in the Packers and NFL football. And it's not that a lot of Packers fans aren't also Badger fans in Wisconsin, but it's not like the South where there's a really big college football atmosphere. And then people also have NFL fandoms, you know, in Wisconsin, you pretty much bleed green and gold from the beginning and your Sundays revolve around going to church and then coming home and watching the game and grilling. And there's a lot of like family traditions that are rooted around Sunday afternoons watching the Packers. So I think anytime you get the privilege of going to Lambeau, you know, you, you feel that environment from the beginning. So I can't tell you how many times I've been handed beers while you're walking through tailgates and people telling you to grab food while you walk by. Like it just feels like a community more so than a bunch of people rooting for the same team. Um, did a couple shot skis last time I tailgated in Green Bay. And now thinking about coronavirus, that was a very dumb thing to do. Um, shot ski culture might be changing when we're out of the pandemic. But yeah, I mean, everything is just centered around everybody rallying to support a team that's, you know, in a lot of hard times, the fans have really had to come together for the franchise and save it. So I think that that gives people an extra investment feeling like they're contributing to the success of the team, even with the Lambo leap, like so much of Packers culture, like you talked about riding bikes revolves around the Packers and their fans interacting as one. Absolutely. Well, and Jacob, you had mentioned that this is almost kind of a changed meaning for you now as, mm-hmm. you know, being a father of almost a year now, or are we? Yeah, she'll be <laughs> ten months in seventeen days. So, so she's starting to walk a little bit too. So and so you mentioned crazy. that it's it's cool for you as a dad now to be able to, you know, do all of those firsts with your daughter. So mm-hmm. share a little bit about that. Yeah, so I kind of made the joke in the pre-show here that I'm a first-generation Packers fan, and what I mean by that is I was the first one in my family to root for the Packers. My mom's side of the family doesn't really care. My dad was an Eagles fan. One of the first games I remember watching was the Packers and Eagles and the Packers destroyed the Eagles on Monday night football. And I told my dad, I have no idea why you would root for this Eagles team. This green Bay team is clearly better. And as I got older, it was very easy to 
kind of just fall in love with the history of the team, all the things that you think of. I mean, I look around just my room now, you know, Shell brought us around a little bit and I look around and see like Reggie White, Jerry Kramer, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's a history that not a lot of teams that can share. And somebody who's into history in general, I think a lot of my interest in that started because of sports. I love the stories of hearing about how, you know, the town rallying to save the team with a stock purchase or, you know, just any of those things or just the stories behind, you know, Lombardi telling Bart Starr to run it and let's get the hell out of here kind of thing. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't have anybody pass that down to me. It's kind of things I learned on my own. So now as I get a little bit older and obviously I still love the team as much as I did probably more than when I was four. Um, (laughs) But now, you know, I have a little girl who's around and I can like, I'm looking forward to her first trip to the state. Like I kind of joked with Frankie, I wanted to bring her up to the stadium during last season. And if you guys remember, she was born in September. So she was four months old when the Packers (laughs) lost the NFC championship game. So (laughs) Bringing her to the stadium was probably a little goofy, but stadium tours, Hall of Fame stuff, just kind of letting her see that, through, even though she won't probably remember it, just kind of letting her see that through her eyes for the first time. Those kinds of things are things that they're irreplaceable moments. And I'm sure that the two of you, the three of you, if you guys, shall, I'm sorry, I don't remember your entire story, if your dad was a fan or not, but yes, he was my mom's a Vikings fan. Okay, so uh, I'm going to forget that you just said that last part, and we'll have yep. Nick edit that out later. But Thank you. Um, <laughs> so the three of you can probably attest to stuff like that, and I hope, you know, obviously I hope she learns a lot more from me than to love the Green Bay Packers, but I hope 30 years from now when I'm old and gray and she's grown up that she can tell those kinds of stories of, I remember my first trip to Lambeau with my dad and all those kinds of things. I mean, I think Maggie explained it perfectly. Kyle Cousino always says, I'm here with 79,000 of my closest friends. And he sends a picture of when he's at the game, every time he's at the game. And I think that's a perfect way to put it because every time you're at a game, it feels like your family. And I've heard this from, I've rarely, but I have brought visiting fans into the stadium and they always say they've been treated so well uh, by the opposing fan base or by, well, that would be our fan base, but the opposing fan base as an opponent, uh, that the atmosphere around the stadium is cool, that everything around, um, the stadium and in the stadium, even some of that stuff is cool. I don't know. I mean, I think the older I've gotten, the more it's one of those people say like they've gotten detached as they've gotten older. And I would never want that. First of all, second of all, I'm happy because I don't think that's happened. And a lot of that I think has to do with the baby because now it's, it's somebody else I can, I can teach those things to that I learned. There you go. Well, and Shells, I want to ask you if you feel comfortable. So you mentioned that your dad was a Packer fan. You'd mentioned a little bit about growing up being, um, you know, your dad being in the military. Uh, But what was it like for you? I I guess a little bit. So this is what I'm actually really kind of interested being overseas, watching games as someone being overseas. So obviously yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't know the time difference. I would guess the United uh, Wisconsin so to Germany gonna, is about eight to, hours. Well, age, age me. Uh, they would have been on VHS that my grandma Kate mailed to us overseas. Oh, wow. So you weren't even <laughs> that able wasn't, to... Listen, that wasn't that long ago. Like that was only like five years ago, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, that was back in the 80s that she would record all the games and then mail them over to us. But with customs and all that, you know, shipping them from Turtle Lake to Germany, that that took a while. And then, yeah, so following was very, very different in the 80s. 
I I would imagine because there wasn't even there wasn't internet. You couldn't even like no. go on and to the internet yeah. and just be like, well, what's the score of the game? And I'll watch yeah. like the game later. And I would imagine that German newspapers weren't writing about <laughs> NFL scores. So like you literally growing up in Germany, you you were at the will of customs. And whenever those yep. videotapes got there and, a, you know, a phone call back home you know, which was very expensive. Those were very few and far in between for my family to, you know, call each other. Right. It's not like it is now just shoot a text. You know? So, so, yeah. so obviously now you live, you know, right across the border from Wisconsin. So yes. I would imagine that it's probably not too terribly difficult to get Packer games. Um, right. But yep. um, so, I mean, I guess, what is that like for you now with what you, how you kind of grew up? And I mean, like, I know for a fact, like, the biggest – and when I say this, I, I have lots of connections with my dad, but clearly the biggest connection that I personally have with my dad is Packer games. And now that yeah. I live five hours away from him, like, it's actually one of the few things, like, I'm like, I need to make a trip home, like, at least two yeah. times a season just because I grew up – that's the one constant, like, it was always – didn't matter what was going on. When the Packers were playing, it was three hours of just you ignore everything else. We watched yep. the Packers, and it was great. And so was that kind of like, I mean, obviously when you had to get the videotapes and whatnot growing up in Germany, but, yeah. I mean, was that kind of your experience with your dad? Absolutely. And same, um, so my grandpa was a ref for high school football um, in Eau Claire, and that's a, um, so I still go and visit him, but even watching the games with him now, that's that's one of my favorite things in the world, because he knows all the rules from way, way back in the day, you know, um, and my my dad's grandpa, you know, it just generations and generations, I love watching the games with all of them, um, and I go to the Packer games by myself quite a bit, you know, if I can find a ride down. And so sitting with 80,000 of my best friends, absolutely, because I'll get one ticket pretty cheap. And then you know, I've even flown down um, and I've never felt awkward, uncomfortable. It's it's like family there. Everybody just grabs you right in, hands you a hot dog, hands you a beer. Let's go. I mean, I, I've never felt versus U.S. Bank or the Metrodome. It's very sterile. It's And I went <clears throat> to their training camp camp last summer too i was spying for you guys <laughs> <laughs> there we go uh, but it was very it was just very different than egan versus i guess it used to be in mankato um for the vikings but it, the whole field was just completely opposite of all of our boys riding the bikes down there at lambo and everybody having fun and them yeah, after practice riding out honking their horns waving to everybody it's just a, a very good time you know it's a it's a very family friendly environment but I also used to rock and party in my you know, 20s down there, and that was very fun, too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is just me being uh, – I, I don't know the right word for it, but if, if something that just really stuck out to me from this past season that really kind of shows how special what the Packers have, and we mentioned it with the bikes, the fact that, like, Texans players, when they came to do joint practice, like – there were quite a few of them that wanted to partake in that. Specifically, the most well-known JJ Watt, you know, breaking the kids' <laughs> broke bike. A little girl's yes, bike. <laughs> he he did he did replace it. But I mean, Yo, just yes. just you know, just that kind of. I don't know if that would happen elsewhere. And I mean, I don't. I I I will admit, I don't know all 31 other teams what they do for their you know preseason and training camps and stuff but that's something that's very unique when you have players from other teams coming to a joint practice saying 
yeah, we're not just here to practice. Like we want to partake in these things. And that's something that's yep. very unique and very cool um, to the Packers. So, um, you know, what it means to be a Packer fan, you know, carrying that G pride as you had kind of, uh, you know, explained it as, you know, it's, it's something that I think is very, you know, in a lot of ways, everybody has their own unique story. But I think whenever you hear somebody else's story, I think that's the other thing, too, is like whenever you hear another Packer fan story of what it's like, like even though it's unique to them, like there's something about their story. There's probably something within their story. They're like, yep, I know that. I know exactly what you're yep. I don't you don't have to say any more than just those couple of words. And you know exactly what they're talking about. And I'm sure I'm sure in some ways that's true for every fan base of every team but I think it's more so with the Packers that you get that consistently Jacob's disagreeing with me what else is new um but I just Nick I I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you it's just I mean being from bear country here and having friends that are fans of a lot of different teams I mean I'm friends with fans of like random teams like the Tennessee Titans for example or the Dallas Cowboys or you know whatever and the conversation I always get when they come to Green Bay for the first time is they say there's nothing like it's not like this anywhere else. Agreed, um, 100%. Everybody and, says that. And it's very, you know, the way I would kind of explain it is I remember the camaraderie of like a high school football team. And I played three sports and I can tell you, and there's a lot of other players that will agree with me as well. It, there's just, there's nothing like that, that camaraderie that, feeling of doing everything for everyone around you. It's, it's very similar in that way to being a Packers fan. And it's, I'm telling you, there's no, there's nothing like it. It's the smallest market in the NFL. You mentioned that they have corporatized a little bit with some of the title town district stuff. And that's just to keep up with the Joneses, no pun intended, but <laughs> they still have that small town Central America kind of feel to it. And I think that's part of what makes it so special is like, it's this tiny little town that has an NFL stadium dropped in the middle of it. And you can draw millions of people in a town that has 150,000 people in it. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So um, I know you're trying to be polite by saying it could be that way every other place, but I simply don't think so. And that's okay because that's what makes this team so special. Absolutely. Well, um, so real quickly before we wrap up here, Shells, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the topic idea. Um, this was really cool. Um, and it, and again, it's something that I guarantee you when people are listening to this, what I just said is going to be true. Something that one of the four of us said is going to resonate with, with, ev with at, at some point, everybody that listens is going to resonate with something. And that's, a lot of what makes being a Packer fan unique and why that Packers pride is, is so special and, and just so awesome. So, um, well, Shells, I, like I told you before the show, uh, this is very, this is very unique and very cool. So I, I want to give you the opportunity to promote this. You have your very own Etsy shop. Is that correct? And you make face masks, which is yeah. probably a very lucrative business during this during this time <laughs> yeah, i would imagine um, but so people can check out your shop and they can get a custom packers face mask is that correct absolutely so uh i was i just had a sewing machine downstairs so i could make silly things because i'd like to make silly things and then this kind of all happened and i thought well i can figure this out so i went and got my handy dandy machine and i've been sewing for well four 
four or five months now. Yeah. And I've donated a lot of masks. I've sent a lot of, to the hospitals, but mostly my specialty is, is Green Bay Packer masks. And uh, I have a site, uh, 26hats.com, because somebody asked me one time, how many Packer hats do I have? And I was like, 26. <laughs> and they were like, I don't know. That's what I have. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's masks on there. And I'll actually, um, I could probably put up some kind of promo code for a couple bucks off of masks for you guys' show. Um, Oh, actually, if you do Go Pack Go, we can get two bucks off, I think. All right. Perfect. And so for the Etsy shop, how can people, or should they just go to 26hats.com? Yeah, it's all all together in there. All right. Perfect. So 26 Hats does the Etsy checkout or PayPal. Okay, perfect. So if you want a Green Bay Packers face mask made by a a very own Pack-A-Day podcast <laughs> listener shells, uh, go to 26hats.com, and mm-hmm. you can get, it sounds like, $2 off with the promo code GOPACKGO. Yeah, I'll double-check that in two seconds. All right, great. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, shells, for joining uh, us. Maggie, Jacob, yeah. as always, it's so great uh, having you guys with me. Again, uh, shells kind of pointed out before we even got started here that it feels like um, – Friendship, and I feel that way with Maggie and Jacob. Um, I won't retroactively speak for them towards me, because um, we all know how Jacob feels about me. But um, uh, yeah, this has been great. This was a fun. Yeah. This was a fun topic. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Um, I know, especially since we, you know, the show records at all different times of the day. So thank you for being flexible and making it work with us. Maggie, yeah. Jacob, real quickly before we wrap up, Jacob, people want to follow you, get in touch with your work. How do they do that? Follow me on Twitter, Packers Takes, mostly the baby, which as Maggie points out every week is worth the price of the follow, is at <laughs> Jacob Westendorf. Soon I'll have videos of her walking because I think that's coming. So I'm excited about that. And you can find my work over at Packer Report 66. All right, great. And Maggie, people want to follow your work, get in touch with you. How do they do that? You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I write two articles a week for Cheesehead TV, and I also podcast with the light of my life, Perry Goldstein on Pax What She Said. Um, please also follow Shells on Twitter at Shellstastic. We will <laughs> include her Twitter handle in the episode. So if you are on Twitter, check her out. She has some really cool stuff. And thank you, awesome. Maggie, for doing that, because as the host, that is technically falls under my purview of jobs uh, to do. But um, thank you for putting that out there. And uh, yes, we will have Andy tag shells in this as well. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. And if you have your own, uh, I know Twitter limits you to, I think it's what, 100, 280 characters. Is that what it is these days? I don't know. Um, but in the very short amount that Twitter will allow you, share with us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast, what carrying the G means to you, what what about Packers Pride means to you, uh, whatever it might be, whatever that looks like, share with us on Twitter, uh, and you can tag all three of the Jacob, Maggie, and Shells in your response. Um, the cool kids. Yes, the cool kids, and then there's me who just doesn't have one, so I'm not. We'll cool. send them to you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, let us know. Let us know on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. Um, And, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you, Shell, so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Bye, guys.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.